Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So, listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Be about publicity, how to get the media to love you, how to really get seen on television, heard on radio, written about in newspapers, seen on magazines. How do you get the media to love you? So that's what we're going to talk about. But before we get to that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am and why you should listen to me. I've been doing this for about three decades. Love publicity, have been in all media. Uh, majored in journalism when I was in college. And then out of college, I worked for the Detroit Free Press. Worked there for about seven years. Was a freelance writer as well as also in the advertising sales department. So I wrote ad copy. Didn't think I'd be doing that. Then I went to sleep, got bored with that, and I went into radio. Started writing radio copy. Love that. Did advertising sales. Love that. Then eventually I got an epiphany. I says, you know what? I'm doing all this stuff for other people. It really is okay, but I want to do something more meaningful. I quit all that at the age of 30 and says, I want to go work for a nonprofit because I need more meaning in my life. So I went to go work for a nonprofit. I was the development director. I was the the, the database person, I did the publicity, I did the newsletters, I did the events, and I was wore out for like like zero money almost compared to what I was making before. And uh, I was really, really kind of struggling. I was on the struggle bus. I actually did file bankruptcy at like 32 years old because I was still spending at the level of when I was making the major money, working in advertising sales and doing the writing, and then I was still trying to keep that same lifestyle and making like half the money. What was I thinking? Anyway, that long story short, I had no mentors in my life, had no coaches during that point in time. So I really told my boss at that time, I says, you know, I love what I'm doing, but I can't work here. I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> it's like I either need a raise it was a small nonprofit or I need to I need to leave. And so the thing was, he said, I get it. He says, you are very talented. He says, you're very talented in publicity. He says, we have had front page stories. We have been on the television. We are just raising so much money. He said, but I can't really give you a raise. He said, but I will make a recommendation for you to be a PR director at the Salvation Army, larger nonprofit. Things began to stabilize. Things became good. I stayed there for about seven years. Love the work. Love the work. But the key thing was, it was a Salvation Army, keyword Salvation, and also they had a brand. So I love doing the ministry work, doing the human interest stories, the human human stories that have the tug on the heart, the good work they were doing in promoting it. You promote nonprofits so that they can raise money and be invisible for the public. Love that work. Eventually, I left that, got bored. It seemed like I have a seven-year itch with these jobs, right? So seven years later, I leave there and I don't start my own company. I joined my husband at that time who had a company. We got married, had a baby, and on maternity leave, I began to think, what do I really want to do with my life? Do I want to go back to the Salvation Army? Because they didn't really promise me the same job. This was the key. 
probably would maybe would have went back if they promised me the same job as director of PR, but they put me in a area called plan giving, talking to people that were almost like thinking about dying, how to plan their gifts. Not me. I was like, nope, that's okay. And I said to my husband, I said, you know what? I think I can really join you in your company. You had a marketing company, advertising agency. I've done advertising. I said, I could work with you. So I became the vice president of PR of his company. Now, mind you, this is a company that is not mission-oriented. They were really doing marketing for automotive companies. I'm okay with cars. I drive cars. Don't really like working in terms of advertising, marketing for cars, but I did it. And again, worked my magic in terms of pitching to the media, writing press releases, getting publicity for the clients. They loved it. They loved it. I didn't really feel fulfilled. So a few years later, uh, my daughter was probably about four years old, year 2000. And the company really had had been around for about almost 10 years, probably about eight years. And it really wasn't working because the economy had changed and things with the automotive industry were really shifting. And at that point, the largest clients he had, General Motors, Ford and Chrysler, were in Detroit. Um, they were late on their receivables. And we had a staff of about six. We had an office. We had a conference room. We had the whole shebang, right? And the company closed. So here I am working with him, vice president of his company. He's president of the company. We business closed. Yeah. And so um, we got this baby to feed, got a mortgage. And uh, he went and get a job. And I said, looking at this point, pivotal is about year 2000. And I really heard God say to me, it's time for you to really step out on your own. I'm like, what? I'm like, we just closed this company because the economy is bad. You want me to start another company? And I heard God clear as day. He said, it's time. And the company was called Ministry Marketing Solutions. Had no idea, had never been an entrepreneur, but I knew that I knew marketing and I knew how to really help African-American companies market the message. African-American companies, churches, organizations, nonprofit, speakers and authors. Little did I know that that would be my destiny. So to make a long story short, I did all of that. Uh, the first five years was on a struggle bus. My husband was working in different ad agencies, again, working with cars. He loved, he was working with one, one of the largest ad agencies in the country is working on Ford. And so he was doing okay, but I was on the struggle bus. And I was like, I'm doing all of this work and I'm not really um, seeing any fruit from it. So it didn't really change until I got a coach. And I remember one of the things the coach told me, he says, it's okay to not work with broke folk. He said, matter of fact, don't work with broke folk. You're going to stay broke. And because it was Ministry Marketing Solutions, I wanted to help authors and speakers get out there and get known, which is the name of my podcast. I definitely had to take a different look at what it was I was doing. I had to run my business like a business, not like a ministry. I had skills. I worked in newspapers, radio. At that time, I also was producing a Christian television show. I had worked um, at, some, at a magazine. I was writing for uh different Christian magazines and all that. I had all of the, the multimedia, I had all the contacts, but was not, and, and also too, I was working with some of the publishing houses at that point. Uh, it wasn't until I really decided that, what am I going to focus on? Because I was ghostwriting books. I was helping people publish books. I was running a, a Christian writers conference uh, meetings every single month and doing conferences. And I was like, okay, this is way too much. I said, I have to stop. And eventually what happened is that you sit with yourself and you have to settle. What is it that you really want to do? 
And how do you really want to take care of your family? And where's your lane of genius in terms of what it is that you want to do? And I said, Ministry Marketing Solutions really was the fact that I want to help speakers and authors market their message to the world. I really do. I believe in that. I said, I can market anything. I've worked with companies that um, some PR firms, you know, where I've worked, definitely promoting hamburgers. McDonald's was one of my clients. I've worked with other nonprofits. And, but really the whole point of it is people who have a life-changing message. That was important to me. That was my value. And integrity was number one. And so I did that. I've worked with um, a lot of different organizations and companies. I've worked with TD Jakes, Gruffalo Dollar, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, all of the different type of what do you call gospel celebrities um, that I work with. I even work on Secret Life of Bees. I did that movie because that was a they, someone reached out to me and they saw my niche. So what I'm trying to say, the number one thing, how to get the media to love you is to have a niche, to have something that really people can say, that's what you're known for. That's your go-to. That is what you're expert in because they're looking for subject matter experts. When I honed down exactly what my niche was, what it was that I was to do, what I'm called to do, who I'm called to serve, I was unapologetic about it, that it was African-American Christians. It was those that really wanted to uh, speak and write books and really help them promote them through the media. So I had people definitely on different shows from Tom Joyner at that time to uh, The Word Network, TBN, uh, Charisma Magazine, all of the Christian magazines, and then also the litany of black press. And that was all of the Radio 1 stations and that sort of thing. And of course, the community stations too were, were in there. So every every station, uh, major station has like a community affairs program. So I always was doing the, the tour for my clients to get on the community affairs shows on the weekend. They're usually Saturday or Sunday. And so that was, that's how I met people like Roland Martin and things like that. And people knew me, uh, Karen Hunter, those people knew me because that was, I was that girl. I was the person that would get those people who were in, uh, that had the message. And then I was marketing them in terms of the inspirational message out to the world. So the number one is to really define a niche, really define a niche and stick with it and grow it and become the expert in it. And then, you know what happened? And this is with anything. People started contacting me. I remember the first time I spoke at a conference, it was a conference for a church and they wanted me to come in and talk about ministry marketing. I'm like, oh my God. And I just do what I do. I didn't know that I would have to speak on that topic and really explain it because it was innate. It was natural to me. Like, how do you market ministry? And so they wanted me to come in and teach on that. And I've gone on and spoke on that on many stages and many churches and that sort of thing. Don't so much work with churches anymore. I did write a little book. It's a booklet called um, 115 PR Tips on How to Brand Your Ministry because I felt like I was saying the same thing over and over. And, and sometimes if you're saying the same thing over and over, put it in the book. So the tips booklet basically um, gives you the tips on how to really put together uh, your ministry. And that book went on to sell about a thousand copies and it really got out there in terms of me consulting with different churches, mega churches, uh, helping them with conference events, uh, promoting their books, some of them connecting with the resources to, to publish their book because I was working with Zondervan, Harvest House, Harrison House, Moody Press, uh, Random House, all the houses, right? All the major houses because I was a go-to girl for them to say, hey, can you 
work with our authors and primarily they were African-American authors. The publishing companies didn't know what to do with them. They didn't know the niche or the market. They didn't know all the media that really was available in that, I call it AACM, African-American Christian market. They didn't know that. And I did, I studied that. I was what they called the pioneer in that area. And I knew the AACM backwards and forwards because that's the, the lane I was swimming in. So swimming in this lane, getting the clients, working with the different quote unquote gospel celebrity type of uh, clients, really enjoying the work, going to conferences and speaking and that sort of thing and becoming known in a niche. From meeting people face to face, for doing partnerships, picking up the phone and calling, uh, really understanding what it is that they're looking for and then providing that. So the number one thing, again, is knowing your niche, knowing who it is that is in that niche and why you're the person that's the quote unquote, the expert and studying that. You know, I've won awards and different things like that um, because of the work that I was doing in there. And that's how the media loves people who are credentialed, people who've done, have a body of work that's the same. If you're all over the place, they're not going to call on you. Let me just tell you, I, I have had, so many conversations with people just to get clear and get to clarity on their brand narrative, who they are, what they stand for. So I went from really working with a lot of the houses, um, pitching the authors that they had that they would send to me and I would, you know, work, work with them through my uh, boutique agency to the point where it became a lot of the self-published authors. And the self-published authors really didn't know. They didn't have the support of a publisher to really you know, pay for their marketing advertising, they had to learn how to do it themselves. And that's when I really became like the PR coach, uh, really coaching people and telling them about the industry, how how it works, where to go. It's more than just, you know, I'll write a book, I'm gonna do a book signing. You know, me doesn't care about that. They don't care about that. They don't care about your book. They don't care about your book signing. How do you get the media to love you? You are become a subject matter expert. You are the go-to person. You are the person that is going to share information that is not really known in any other place. You're a thought leader. And that's what the media loves. They want something that's different. Every single day, they have to fill a news hole. And they want to fill it with something different. If it's always the same, their ratings are going to drop. People are like, ah, that's the same old stuff. But if you have something that's cutting edge, new and exciting and intriguing, that's what they love. That's what they love. And so the other thing is once you have their attention and you're the expert, you have to have your stuff together. You have to have your marketing materials together. You have to have your collateral. So if we are talking about a book, that's a good hook. Having a book, they don't care about selling the book for you so much, but they want to know because you are an expert what this book is about. And you obviously have the content laid out and structured in the book. So that's number one. You also need things like very simple, simple bio, well-written, different lens in case they ask for it, a long one, short one, medium, right in the micro, and one that they can announce. If you're on a television station or radio station, they can read it and they give, they, it gives a, when they read it, they're introducing you instead of them reading a bio that sounds, you know, like you're reading a bio, they want like how you're going to be introduced. So I, I write those for people, different things when I'm working with clients one-on-one -on -one to really get the right bios. The other thing is to make sure that you have these bios, you have these materials, you have a photo, great photos, great photos, great photos. They love great photos. They also love great videos. If you have a video, if you have a sizzle reel, sizzle reel that talks about who you are, what you stand for, and it's really, really well produced. They love that.
especially they can use it as an intro to you coming on their show, like your intro video. The other thing that is really, really important that they also love is that you put together, you can put all this in a press kit, but they really love if you give them questions that they can ask. Because if you're a subject matter expert, you know your area, they're going to bring you on because of the the pitch and then because of the press release that was provided, which I'll talk about in a minute. But they'll also want to know questions. So give them some intriguing questions that they can ask you, maybe 10. You don't have to put the answers in, but at least give them an idea. Because if you send them the book, well, they had the book, they can read the book. They ain't got time to read a book. They want to be, you want to help them help you. Help them help you. So help the media help you shine, right? So help them help you. So you want to give them a great bio, photo, all the marketing collateral materials, the sizzle reel, the questions, a quick fact sheet. Bam, bam, bam. Especially if, you're, if your area is complicated, give them the fact sheets of who, what, when, where, and why, what it is at a glance. Because I'm telling you, people are moving at nanoseconds. So they really do need to know what it is that you're talking about in nanoseconds. So you do want to make sure that you're doing that. And then the third thing, you know, to get the media to love you is to treat them like people. Get to know them, follow them on Twitter, uh, speak to them, retweet them. Um, if there's an event where you know they're getting an award, show up. Or if you know they got the award, congratulate them, treat them like people. They are people. They have a job. You want to help them help you. So you you really show that you care. No one wants to be treated like a piece of meat. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you get to know the media from the standpoint of how can I assist you? How can I help you? Just like with any natural networking relationship, you're going to develop a relationship, media relations. That's why people pay publicists because they have the relationships with the media. But you, because of the internet, because of social media, you can develop your own relationships. But start small. Don't try to reach out to Tamar Hall. Okay, start at the beginning. Start with your local ABC, NBC, CBS stations. They have morning shows. Get to know the producers. Get to know the media. All this is on the website. Does it sound like, oh, that's so much? Well, I teach that in my branding accelerator course. So all of these things, it does sound like a lot, but once someone guides you through it, it's like it becomes part of your lifestyle, part of the natural thing. That's why some people get media and some people don't because they don't know how to work it. They don't know the system. They don't know how to really approach people, what to say, what to do. And it can be exhausting if you don't know what you're doing because you're going to get a lot of no's, but it is like sales. So you are the product, you're selling yourself to the media. How do you get them to love you? You're going to help them help you by having the having a niche, having it defined. You're going to have right marketing materials and you're going to treat them like a person. You're going to really care about them as a person, what their show is about, how to make their how to make them look good to their boss. They want to look good to their boss. So you're going to make them look good to their boss by doing a good job for them, making it easy for them. They don't want to keep calling you back. Send me a different picture that wasn't high res. Send me some, send me the book again. Or, you know, can you unzip your, your PDF and, and send me the bio so that it's in a word so I can cut and paste it now, you know, make it easy for them. Ask them what it is they want and show up on time and thank them. Show up on time and thank them. Show up early and thank them. After they've done what they've done, then you go back and thank them. So why is media important? Why is publicity important? One, it gives you visibility fast. 
and you come out of the fray of being in all the social media and all the posts in Facebook, Instagram, TikTok reels, Clubhouse, whatever, you come out of the fray, you're now in the bastion in the media world where you're vetted by journalists. And that holds bigger credibility. All of my clients, when they're on those platforms, they get calls right away. The people are attracted to you because they've heard you from a different lens versus what you're punching in on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, that's one thing. Not to say that's important. It is important, you know, especially if you've been showing up on different shows or community programs or you had a newspaper article written about you. Definitely post it on social media. That's just a great little, hey, you know. I've done something in the media that they love that too, because the media likes the fact that you are uh, sharing their information out to the world that you were on a particular newspaper or in a magazine. If you're in a magazine, you want to post it, you want to post it more than once because obviously people won't know that, you know, that you were in there scrolling, people scrolling through. It's like, Oh, you're on such and such, or yeah, you were on PBS. So I have clients that are on PBS, you know, rotate it once a month. You know, because there's always people that are scrolling through. And then the media loves it, too, because it gets more eyeballs on that particular show. The other thing, so clarify your brand. Have a brand narrative that's about two minutes long when you're introducing yourself. Well, probably less than that. Probably about 30 seconds. Uh, two minutes is when you have a longer period of time, of like on a podcast or something like that. Uh, like on this video, I said a longer narrative of who I am and why I do what I do. I love what I do. I've been doing it. My company now is 21 years old. Um, one of the things that I'm most proud of is I won the National Association of Women Business Owner Awards of Wisdom Award, one of the top 10 business women uh, in the state of Michigan. So that was important to me because I always felt like words of wisdom, wisdom is everything, right? And so to say that I had the words of wisdom was really, uh, it just ended like a couple of years ago, pre-COVID. And that was really important to me. And I said, I'm good. I've won probably like a lot of awards and don't, don't count them, don't even care. But that one was really important because of what it stood for. And also my mother-in-law was there. She was 90 years old and she came out. She was so proud of me. Um, my mother had passed at that time, but I'm sure she was proud of me too, looking, that, looking down at me from um, uh, heaven. Uh, so anything. So the main thing is know how to present yourself. Uh, be very respectful for them. Thank them and you'll be invited back. So I am at, um, you know, one of the things that I just really want people to understand is that you are a subject matter expert. You have books, you have podcasts, you have programs, you know, you're speaking on stages. Remember that and then really know how to package it and promote it so that the media can know how to put you on their platform and they'll love you for it. So that's really the main thing is that don't spend so much time in social media reach out to the media, do the outreach to the media and give them what they're looking for. But you got to study to know what they're looking for. So you have to know who they are. So with that, I am done and I am out. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.